Welcome to It's All About the Story, grief stories that connect us. This podcast takes you into the lives of people who have gone through loss and have come out the other side to experience joy again. Each story is someone's lived experience and reveals how wrestling with grief can turn loss into wisdom. You might even find some of these insights helpful in your own grief journey. Come, meet the people like yourself who have experienced loss and who now openly share their story with us. And now, here is your host, Rick Berg. Well, welcome everybody to It's All About the Story, you stories that connect us. I'm your host, Rick Berg, and it is wonderful to be together once again. You know, once in a while in life, you find somebody to share your grief journey with. Sometimes you might choose somebody who you like to share that grief journey with, and sometimes they might come as a surprise. Today's two guests found that to be true, and they're here to tell their story. So I'd like to thank Monica and Lisa for being part of It's All About the Story. Good to have you ladies with us today. Hi, Rick. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. You know, and uh, what a great story. Uh, I mean, you, you, both had, you both had a parent die within six months of each other. But a surprising encounter brought you together to now become friends. Who are both on a grief journey. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that engagement and how you guys have now become good friends for life? Well, I was in Vegas with one of my best friends on an awesome vacation, and we were on our way back to Calgary, and we tried to book our seats the night before um, with together but there was no seats together so I put Kathy two seats ahead of me in two rows ahead of me and then I sat two rows behind her and then when we got on the plane um, I went to go to my seat and Lisa was beside me and she said hello how are you and (laughs) all that and uh, then I sat down and you know you just start talking like why are you going to Calgary and all that and then I found out that she was going because her mom passed away and she had to do some things back in her hometown of Calgary. And then we just started talking about our parents that we lost and the two and a half hours went by like nothing. And, mm-hmm. and we have a lot in common and we're just great friends now. Well, so Lisa, when, uh, when you ended up beside Monica on the plane, <laughs> I mean, that must have been an amazing experience uh, to actually sit beside somebody who, you know, was going through, you know, grief in her life. What did you think when all of a sudden Monica said, well, I had a parent die too? Um, well, I was in a very dark place at that time. Um, I was supposed to be going home for my birthday because the last time I came home for my mom's funeral a few months before And so it was supposed to be a festive time, but the day before I 
got on the plane, I talked to my stepdad and he said, well, this would be a good time for you to clear out all of your mom's things. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, what? It's, I thought maybe a year from now, or I wouldn't have to, you know, it was just supposed to be a happy time to bring us together. Now it's, I, I have to face it all over again. I'm not ready. And so I, I was not in a good place when I was sitting next to Monica and when she told me that she had lost a parent very recently, it was almost like relief is not the right word. Cause I'm not ha- relieved. Someone else is going through what I'm going through, but it was like, I almost like unloaded on her. <laughs> I just, I have nobody to talk to. I don't understand. Like I, I'm, I'm in so much pain. And she was, she was more consoling. And I know this is what happened when, you know, we first lost our dad and I, I couldn't deal with it. And and it was almost like she was um, a warm, fuzzy blankie is like, I like to call it in life. There's cold pricklies and warm fuzzies. <laughs> and she was a, a such a warm fuzzy. I just, uh, it was like two magnets. Like I just gravitated towards her immediately. And she calmed me down in a way. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I had never spoken to anybody about this. I mean, of course, my family, but not anyone outside of my family. So, so, so Monica was kind of the first person outside of your family structure that you actually shared a little bit of your grief journey with them. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. On on a level that was very personal and deep and. Um, I couldn't believe I'm like unraveling in front front of a total stranger, (laughs) but it felt safe. I don't know how to explain it. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit uh, later in the podcast of what you learned from each other in that brief journey, perhaps from that first encounter. But I think it's important for our listeners to hear just a little bit about the person um, who you are missing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'd like um, Monica can you just tell our listeners a little bit about your dad and uh, what made him special to you? Maybe a story that might uh, help us to see who he really is for you. Sure. So, yeah, my dad passed away after two months of battling cancer. Um, he was 74 and he was like my best friend and I could talk to him about anything and get advice. and. He has so much knowledge about like electrical and cars and everything. And he was the best barbecuer in the whole <laughs> world. He barbecued all year round and taught me a lot. And uh, yeah, then all of a sudden he was gone and it's been over a year, but it's still hard. Um, yeah. He, he just, he was, everybody loved him. Everybody get God advice from him and just a friendly, caring, loving dad, the best. And yeah, a barbecuing. He taught me quite a bit, um, but I wish that I could still learn more, but. Did he have a favorite uh, or do you have a favorite barbecue meal that he made? Oh, every, every new year's Eve, every new new year's day, new year's Eve, he would um, make, honey garlic ribs so he would have to marinate them the day before and then he would barbecue them on new year's day every year yeah 
Uh-huh. And his burgers from scratch were just unmeasurable to anything else you've ever had. Well, it, it's noon right now where I am, and you're making me very hungry. Hearing <laughs> those stories about your father. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. I bet you do miss it. Well, thank you. And Lisa, could you just give mm-hmm. us a story about your mom? What made her special to you? Well. I have a unusual uh, career and lifestyle <laughs> and I'm in Las Vegas by myself, no husband, no kids, no family. I'm here for work. And so my mom was the person I'm trying not to cry that I would talk to every day, every morning. I felt close to my family because she stayed very connected with me. Family was everything to her, and I think she worried about her littlest baby the most. So there was a very strong bond with her. Um, she she was here all the time. She loved Las Vegas. She even had like special glittery sweaters to wear awesome. out. She was 84, but she still would watch me perform at midnight and her glittery sweater, you know, cheering me on. And so she died very suddenly of a mysterious illness. We don't have answers. She didn't receive an autopsy. Um, So there's a lot of like, what happened? Why did it happen? She had a pain in her side. And then a week later, she was gone. Um, She was a very successful educator. She had five degrees and taught at the University of Calgary. Um, She was a very hard worker, obviously, and the bar was set very high in our family, which is not a bad thing. Um, So I just always remember her working, working, working. Um, And I even said to her years later when I was much older, I'm so sorry for all the laundry I unloaded on you and I, you worked full time. I didn't realize like you did the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry. And she was an amazing woman, just, you know, full of energy, full of life. She was. Our house was the gathering place for every event, everything like talking about cooking, the same thing. She was just a master chef and baker and um this first christmas was hard because everybody always gathered at my mom's house and you could definitely feel that emptiness i'm not used to that yet and i feel like that's when i reach out to monica sometimes like remember i think i texted you over christmas and i just yeah i i just said, this is just so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing yeah. about your mom. Yeah. Um, you know, you both lost parents. One was yeah. a dad, one was a mom. Um, and so you kind of shared the, I guess, the parental grief of losing a parent. What, um, you know, why do you think it's important to be able to share a grief journey, you know, with, um, with somebody outside of your family, you know, there's this whole thing in in my grief work where I say to people, you know, um, 
it's difficult to always share within the family structure because all of us are grieving within the family structure, Mm -hmm. that same person. So sometimes we need somebody outside of that to be able to, you know, share our lives with. And so you two came along together somehow. (laughs) I'm not sure how that happened, but it was meant to be, I suppose. But why, why do you think, you just talked about friendship and reaching out. Why do you think it's important, I'm going to start with you, Monica, that you also find that, you know, somebody outside the uh, family structure, a trusted friend to share that journey with? Just, just so you can share your, your stories about your loved one with somebody else um, and help keep them alive. And um, in that way, I just, your family, they all grieve differently. So they're not always there for you sometimes mm-hmm. or else they're too far in grief that they aren't helpful. Um, yeah. So always having somebody outside of the family I find um, that can just talk to you and, and tell you how they're doing and make you feel like you're not so alone in your grief journey is awesome. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, you're both grieving and yet you're both helping each other at the same time. Yes. Right. So it's not like someone isn't in that journey uh, and you know, reaching out to you, it's actually they are in a journey of their own, and so you kind of share something common in that space, right? That's mm-hmm. that's familiar at least as you share that. So, Lisa, when you think about that, I mean, why do you think you know um, it's important to you know find a, a friend um, in this case, Monica, who has uh, I guess she was she was a little bit further along in her grief, I suppose, and in one way. From the time of death, was that helpful for you? Absolutely. It's almost like, um, you know, when you're supposed to write out your feelings, they say journaling helps. I tried that, but it I just couldn't get the emotions out. But when you're talking to somebody who you know is feeling the same pain and understands it, um, it it helps in the healing process, I guess a little bit, because you're both saying that it's so painful and that other person saying, yes, I know, I know how you're feeling mm-hmm. and it sort of validates what you're going through and that it's not just me. I'm not the only one that experiences this. It's, it's part of the human, a part of the ride, <laughs> mm-hmm. the part that we've talked about. I don't like, like I have a lot of questions, but um yeah, it helps to get it out and talk about it because keeping mm-hmm. things inside are toxic. It's not good for you health-wise either. Like I you want to get it out. I just had a metaphor come into my uh my head here as you were speaking, Lisa, and it's a roller coaster. Yeah. But with the two of you together. Yeah. So you're both <laughs> on this roller coaster together, right? You're both having this up and down. But mm-hmm. you're together side by side, you know, um, as you go through this up and down of the grief journey, which is a lot better than being on a road coaster by yourself. By yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were on an airplane side by side. Going yeah, so down. the airplane. Which is good. So when you, you know, you talk about wisdom. Um, I love talking about grief wisdom because I think that everybody who goes through grief, 
if they're willing to share what they've learned along the way, because grief is an experience that differs for each one of us. And we all kind of pick up these little, maybe, you know, grief nuggets, little mm-hmm. wisdom things that we can, that are helpful for us because we've been through something and we can maybe share that as a, an option or a, an idea for somebody uh, that might be helpful. And so um, when you think about um, uh, Monica, you think about uh, Lisa and her grief journey, what are what is something that you've learned from her that's important uh, in the understanding of maybe your grief or the grief journey itself? Just that it's it's nice to have somebody to to talk to who wants to talk about it that doesn't like dismiss you um, and just lets you know that you're right there with them because we're both missing our parents and it was our most dominant parent, both of us. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm grateful for meeting her that day. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you are. I know you are. Uh, Cause I can, I can see it in, in you guys's eyes right now, how much you have come to appreciate and love each other as friends. And so, uh, you know, Alisa, what did, What's some wisdom that you've learned from Monica along the way here in your grief journey? <clears throat> that it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to be in pain. It's, I come from a family where you don't show emotion. Mm. It's like the silence is, that's why I can't really talk to anybody in my family. They're all dealing with it silently. So it's, yeah, she, like it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to say this hurts and it's, um, I'm allowed to express these feelings and have them, and it's normal what I'm going through. So, for sure, thank you, Monica. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing because I think so often it's hard to find somebody in our lives, you know, to be able to connect with because, as we kind of learned, that you know, grief is not something that everybody wants to be involved with as the person on the other end. Like I might, you know, no. actually walk into some place and saying, Hey, you know, my mom has died or my dad has died. And the response sometimes is nothing. Like if people don't know what to say or what to do or, or how to respond to that situation. So when you find somebody, that's, yeah. that's kind of a gift. Yeah. Monica, when are you coming to Vegas? <laughs> it's time for a, a girls girls night out in las vegas to celebrate our friendship you betcha as soon as i can <laughs> what what you know when you think about the listeners out there today on the podcast and you know there might be somebody listening today who you know who is alone in their grief and uh, they might be saying, well, this is just a private experience and I'll just keep it to myself. Um, maybe, they, maybe they're not sure how to kind of begin that relationship of finding a grief friend. What is your recommendations? How do you kind of, I mean, for you guys, it was kind of, I don't know, you can say it was a serendipity or a God moment or something that you can't understand. But, you know, there's lots of people out there who are journey 
on the journey of grief alone. Why would you say it's important? And what would you say to people who are looking for somebody? How would they approach people to be a grief friend? Or what would you say is important for them to kind of look for in, in finding a grief friend? Monica, let's start with you. Um, I would find somebody who is willing to share their emotions with you and be open and honest. Um, a lot of people, like I said, just dismiss your grief. Um, but finding someone who is going on the journey and wants to reach out and, and talk about it and, and talk about stories about your loved one and how they're feeling and is really caring and compassionate Mm -hmm. is, is the, just the best, like, and, and not everybody can find those people, but being on um, the grief journey with Rick has been most helpful to me as well. So, and Lisa, how do you, what would you say to our listeners who are, I mean, you were kind of in that situation a little bit. You were kind of a little bit alone in Las Vegas, you know, um, without your oh, family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you. Um, I would say it's better to find maybe a support group, look online for, you know, like what, what you're doing. Is there, is there a group they can join? Uh, Maybe there's a local church or a grief, uh, some kind of grief counseling. I would, I would highly recommend that if they can't find a grief friend like I just think it's important to not go through this alone I think it's more helpful if you have other human beings to go through this with or share your emotions with I don't think we were meant to be alone in that sense because it's such a heavy burden it's one I have never felt It's like you can't put it into words. I don't even think there's words in the English language that express the deep sadness. It's something that I think you need help to get through with other people. But I would say other people that have experienced it or are experiencing it, because it's hard to talk, for me anyway, to talk to somebody who they can't tell me how I'm going to feel if they've never experienced it. It's not going to resonate with me. I'm probably talking in circles. I'm saying get therapy. (laughs) Find uh, people who, I I guess that would be the way to do it. You'd have to find a group. Find somebody within that group. Yeah. And then maybe you'll connect. I guess I could have just said that in two sentences. (laughs) That's that's good. So um, I want to put you on the spot here. because that's what I do well. <laughs> the last words I would like to like to hear is Lisa and Monica. I'd like you to um, just say something to to each other about how much you appreciate uh, you each other as individuals. Affirm your your relationship and 
what you're th- what you're most thankful for as you met each other, even during the most difficult time of your life, which is being a parent. So, Monica, what will you say to Lisa? <laughs> Lisa, I believe that maybe my dad or your mom or somebody put us together on that plane that day. And I am so grateful to have met you and that I was able to help you with your journey. And um, because my family also is mostly don't talk about it. Um, I found a lot of friends that are not, not helpful. And besides the grief journey with Rick and those people, it was just so awesome to meet somebody like you that was sharing the same feelings and the same loss as I was, and we could help each other. And we just hit it off. And I just am grateful over the moon for every, <laughs> everything that we have because of it. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> And I'm sorry we beat the Oilers last Tuesday on Tuesday. <laughs> Vegas night, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I would say thank you so much for letting me unload all of my emotions onto you and welcoming me with open arms. I know you were a little further along in your journey than me, so I feel like you helped me more than I've helped you. <laughs> I um so I want to thank you for that and you made me feel stronger when I got off that plane because it was hell what I had to face that whole week um but you you sort of filled me up with positivity and that I can do this and you're going through it but you're still standing so you you taught me how to navigate a little better and that the world is not going to fall apart and we just got to keep on going. So that's what I've learned from you. So thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm always here for you. Thank you. And vice versa. It's beautiful. You know, it um, reminds me again of, of how important friendships are in grief. And you can go to a therapist and you can go to a grief counselor. But my recommendation, and I'm working myself out of a job here, is that you find a grief friend. Because those are the individuals who walk with you and companion you um, whenever you need them. Not just on a particular day or a particular hour, but whenever you reach out with a text or a phone call or an email, a grief friend is there for you to listen to you in the journey where you're at at that moment. So for those listeners out there who are struggling, who are wondering what to do in their grief journey, I think Lisa and Monica have given us a good picture of the importance of friendship in the grief journey and the experience of meeting somebody on the plane. Thank you, WestJet. <laughs> I think that now they become friends in their grief and probably lifelong friends that have been brought together and experienced to share together with one another. 
So, Monica and Lisa, thank you for uh, sharing your story with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And for again, those who are listening to It's All About the Story, uh, as you know, um, please pass on these podcasts to people in your circle of influence. There might be somebody out there who needs this exact podcast that could help them in the podcast, in their world, in their grief journey. But also take a look at all the other podcasts. There's so many on It's All About the Story. And these are real stories from real people, from the real experiences that hopefully will touch your heart as well. So again, on behalf of myself, with Berg, and it's all about the story, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. We hope this podcast was encouraging to you. There are so many different types of loss. Why not take time to listen to some of the other unique stories in this podcast series? Feel free to share them with family, friends, neighbors. If you'd like to receive notifications about the next episode in the series, please subscribe and we'll make sure you don't miss out. We hope that you'll be joining us again on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us with host Rick Berg. Take good care.